Welcome to the Get Healthier Podcast with Rena Jadhav, who's on a quest to uncover breakthroughs and cures in living longer, healthier, and happier. Genetic testing, stem cells, rattling, talking to Silicon Valley geniuses and the best doctors in the world about the hottest products and programs to make you live an amazingly joyful life. Are you ready? Now, here's your host, Rena. Hi, everyone. Today, we are talking about my new favorite topic, which is how can we live longer? And of course, when we live longer, we want to live a long, healthy, happy life. But how can we live longer? There's a, there are so many theories in anti-aging. Um, we can get stem cells out of my belly and put them on my head to grow my hair. I can take human growth hormones to get a six-pack. I mean, the list is endless. But we have today a very special guest, Dr. Ed Park, who has a new unified theory on aging, and we are going to learn all about it. So Dr. Ed Park, who is the author of a very hot new book called The Telomere Time Bombs, Diffusing the Terror of Aging, is an expert in the telomere and telomerase activation medicine. He's also the founder of Recharge Biomedical in beautiful Orange County, California. He graduated from my alma mater, Harvard University, in 1989. He earned his MD from Columbia University and um, got his Master's of Public Health, because getting an MD was not enough, uh, from the Columbia School of Public Health in 93. He's got a great website, rechargebiomedical.com, an awesome YouTube channel, which we will put the link in for, where you can spend hours upon hours learning about the new science of anti-aging. And what I love is that he talks about holistic healing, which, as you all know, is another one of my favorite topics. Dr. Ed Park, welcome. Thank you, Rena. Such a pleasure. So let's start by what is aging? What causes aging? Right. Um, Well, you're out of Silicon Valley, so probably a good analogy would be uh, data. So um, uh, there is something called DNA, which is the the, sort of the information system and the operating system and the firmware. So over the course of time, cells have errors introduced in their DNA. And um, since regular cells come from stem cells, if you have uh, a master copy, let's say a boot disk or something that is uh, corrupted, then you have uh, all the uh, client or dependent copies also corrupted. And so uh, there are two things that happen with aging. One is loss of data integrity, which is directly related to telomere erosion, and that's not at all controversial. Uh, The second is depletion. So it's as though you have um, a certain number of stem cells available at the beginning of life, and you uh, use them up, or they get slowly mutated and or destroyed. So um, as an engineering problem, there are three things which are symbolized by the Hindu deities of Brahma, Vishnu, and uh, Shiva. So Brahma would be the creation of um, the creator stem cells, right? So if you give a kid with... uh, a genetic disease like severe combined immune deficiency, gene therapy, and uh, replace the, even a few bone marrow cells, you've cured the disease. So these stem cells are immortal, these Brahma cells, right? So over time, we lose that. It's like getting one iPhone with one battery and you've got to last a whole life. You can't recharge those easily, or we're not really sure how that ecology works. The second thing is maintenance. So telomerase is what's active in um, cells to keep the 
ends from shortening. Every time a cell divides, the telomere shortens, and if it gets too short, it, it will cause mutation, um, which is a very uh, simple thing to explain visually, and you can pick up my book to understand that. So if we have more telomerase activity, then the rate of aging theoretically slows. And then the final thing uh, is Shiva, or destruction. Cells that are mutated usually genetically, but in other ways too, want to kill themselves. And that's their prime mission. They don't feel at all good or bad about it. It's just what they do. So there are many mechanisms for cells to kill themselves. So in order to mitigate or control aging, we have to kind of be able to control all three flavors there. So if we massively destroy a bunch of stem cells with chemotherapy or other things like high-dose curcumin or exercise starvation, well, that's good. But do you have a good reserve of healthy original uh, copy uh, software. So do you have mm -hmm. a reserve of riches in your stem cells, in your bone marrow? And do you have good maintenance to, to slow the rate of aging? That's Vishnu or maintaining. And then, you know, the third thing would be destruction. And now we have ways to control all three aspects of those. So the Trimurti, as they call it, right? The, that's right, Trimurti. The yeah. Trimurti of our of our longevity. So that's a really, really great explanation of why we age, and we're going to go into great depth on how do we not age, knowing that those are the three drivers. But tell us your story. How did you embark on this journey, and why did you get interested in telomeres? Um, great question. I, I was uh, practicing OBGYN here in Southern California, and my father uh, came down with brain cancer. He was a very healthy guy, never spent a day in the hospital, and was a physician himself. And so it kind of rattled me, and it made me think, well, why do people get old, and why do people even have to suffer like this? And, and you know, I Googled it, and then it's very easy to ask, why do people age? And if you trust your intuition, some of them seem very specific or fantastic and not logical. So I think that um, in Search for Truth, as you seem to be coming at it from a different skill set, we all happen upon the same truths, and they require less entropy, right? So mm -hmm. when we look at reasons for ex explanations, I didn't want to be a holistic doctor. I was trained, you know, as an orthodox, whatever, scientific method guy. But in reality, you know, there are some things, as, as my friend Dr. Uh, Vidge says from Pleasanton, that Western medicine are very good for overwhelming infections, hip replacements, things like that. But we, we, we can't help but agree that most of illness, uh, dis-ease, imbalance is functionally related and therefore not uh, irreversible. It's something that we can create through our own uh, uh, flow or happiness or, you know, and we can also dis disrupt by being overly taxing upon our system. So anyway, I, love my, I, I said, you know, telomeres is the reason it sounds right, and then I got interested. That's, And then I started taking this telomeres activator, and it made me transform. Within three months, I had lost 15 pounds, no diet or exercise. Wow. And I, yeah, I, I embarked upon a journey kind of... My patients would come back for pap smears and they'd say, you look like a different person. And I said, well, yeah, I kept it quiet for a year. And then after a year, I became the first doctor to prescribe it, so to speak. It's just a nutraceutical. And then people um, uh, started taking it and they started reporting 
amazing changes. And I would kind of keep that quiet until two or three people reported similar things like regarding sleep or depression or addiction or sexual function or diabetes, cancer. And then we do podcasts and there's over 50 podcasts and 120 videos on my channel there. So it's just, I'm just kind of an explorer just describing what I see and a clinician. But yeah, I think the the overall arching thing that I keep on coming back to, and there's probably 22,000 articles that shortening of telomeres is bad for you. And so what's so, a telomere? Let's yeah, start okay. from the basics. What's a telomere and what's a stem cell? Because I know you're sure, going to sure. talk about stem cells next. Sure, sure. Uh, telomere is, comes from the Greek for end body. Like people probably remember centromere. That's the center body, mm-hmm. um, which helps pull apart the chromosomes, if you remember any high school bio. So the telomere is something described um, a long time ago. Uh, it's... It's an end of the chromosome. Every end of the chromosome has to have this repeating six-base sequence. In plants, it's seven bases. In fungi, it's like 21, 23. It doesn't really matter what the message is. It's just like blank tape leader on an old cassette tape. So the purpose of this, and people like to say it's a biological clock, you know, the real, we don't really understand what the intent of God is, you know. So, uh, functionally speaking, it just, it works like a candle wick. As the cell divides, you can't copy to the very end, so you lose 50 to 100 or so base pairs, you know, the ACT. So, with regular cells, we realize that they age and die, and that's fine. With stem cells, they have something called telomerase, which is a little enzyme made within that cell for use within that cell only, and it will uh, lengthen the telomeres, so it'll add more wick to the candle. Oh, I see. I see. So that's what you're doing with this particular nutraceutical, and share with our audience the name of this nutraceutical that you took. Um it, it was called TA65. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's actually based out of Menlo Park. A friend of mine was working at the Geron Company, and uh, he decided to go with um, a Chinese herb extract. The Chinese herb extract is astragalus. Oh, astragalus, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they realized that's been a qi tonifier and uh, immune enhancer. So they figured, well, this is probably related to longevity, and they uh, decocted the molecules and purified them, and then they did some safety and patent studies um, establishing that it is a telomerase activator. Mm. So has it received FDA approval, or is it really a more firmly in the nutraceutical space, which means it doesn't need any of exactly uh, the clinical right. trials? Got it. Right. Got it. I mean, as long as we don't make uh, health claims or disease claims, right? it's a mm-hmm. natural extract, and okay. so it, it falls out of the current purview of the FDA. And are there anything, any additional herbs in it, or is it just a pure astralogous Compound. Yeah, the, well, the TA65 is a uh, single molecule extract, a micro. It is, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I make a separate supplement uh, called Recharge. I've been doing that for over three years. It has the same uh, molecule, but it has um, three other herbs, uh, such as uh, Tulsi, Ashwagandha, okay. and uh, Gynostema in it. And it also has an acid protected capsule, too. Okay. From the stomach, yes. Uh-huh. Got it, got it. And so. You mentioned you've been taking this, and you lost how many pounds in how many months, just to recap? Uh, like 15 pounds in three months. I mean, and actually, I stopped taking uh, 
65 for almost a year in 2009. I had some pretty severe financial upheavals. I couldn't even afford to take what I was selling to people. Um, and I didn't gain weight back. So the only way I can rationalize that is I must have had an extinction event of a lot of bad cells, specifically adipose stem cells, as mm-hmm. you kind of alluded to earlier. Um, so the ones in your omentum or visceral fat, as well as probably your liver, um, those were killed off and replaced by younger versions of me. So I can kind of eat more like a teenager now, which is Wow. Fun. So you yeah. did not make any changes. You didn't start exercising like a maniac or no. cut your your calorie countdown. So keeping everything else constant, you just took... Actually, I started eating more because, you know, when you're in a... It's called metabolic syndrome. When you're in a metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, high fat, you know, uh, high mm-hmm. glucose, you actually are very dysfunctional. And so I would remember, oh, I just have a yogurt for lunch. That's it, you know. And if mm-hmm. you eat very fatty foods, you feel very inflamed and sick. But um, so it just must have uh, caused an extinction event like, you know, Shiva the Destroyer. And right. what was the replacement adipose stem cells were a younger sort of uh, phenotype and genotype. Very interesting. And it took three months. And you, you believe that... I actually think it happened immediately. My theory is... It happened immediately, but it took three months to show up. And we do Got see it. at about three months there's – because if you kill the mama, um, she, she, her daughter still can replicate 40 to 60 times. That's the, the Hayflick limit. So naturally, when a cell is telomerase inactive, it can't relengthen. These are called non-stem stem cell or differentiated cells. So they will copy themselves 40 to 60 times. So uh, if you kill the mama – the daughter still can live for a few months. So I I really think it happened immediately and it just took three months to show up. Got it. It I was so unhealthy though, Rena. I was almost 205, 210 as Mm. a 39-year-old. It was very unstable, sort of like a Jenga tower with just a few pieces you can pull out. But you know, (laughs) in, in general, people don't have that radical transformation. But for me, it was not normative to be that unhealthy at that young age. And I was like that in my early 30s as well. But, you know, look at the obesity problem we have in America. I mean, if you've truly discovered a way to heal, especially that visceral belly fat, because I believe that that is one of the biggest issues we have today is that fat that it's not just obesity where we're fat all over. It's that obesity where you've got this barrel around your waist. Right. right. And if, if this is something that can truly, truly impact that in a meaningful way long term, you may have the cure to America's obesity problem uh, all by yourself. That's funny. So. I don't know about that. But, you know, I, I do say there are some people who do have radical weight shifts. But in general, no. And I think the women actually who are postmenopausal tend to gain uh-huh. a little weight because they actually increase body mass and muscle. But, you know, the point is I don't think that um, obesity is the problem. I don't think inflammation is the problem. I don't think aging is the problem. I mean – when we talk about holistic medicine, mm-hmm. it's all the problem, right? So, right. you know, it's, right. it's, it's also the quality of the food, the, the way that we approach eating. That's why I'm very yeah. excited about my new book for Hay House coming out next year. I take a whole chapter to talk about diet. And oh, my goal cool. is not to prescribe to people, yeah, exactly one way to do it, paleo or Atkins or this or that. I think that people are just way too uh, eager to join fads. 
And I, I just think yeah. that it's good for them to know how their body works. And there are very simple ways to explain how, you know, the body works in terms of absorption and blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, in your case, mm-hmm. you know, you had the SIBO that you talked about. You know, that's kind of a fringe thing. But mm-hmm. uh, I interviewed uh, David Perlmutter for my YouTube mm-hmm. channel. And mm-hmm. he explains it quite well. And, you know, I do think that, um, you know, there's a rising incidence of celiac disease. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that it can be so easily dismissed. And and so right. I, I'm looking in this new book called The Telomere Effect, I think, uh, to explain to people the basics, you know, because in general, what you had, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, is is not ecologically common or stable because stomach mm-hmm. acid kills off all the bacteria. So, or it should um, if you have yeah. sufficient stomach acid. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So there are a lot of things that people can be educated about, about how their body works and they can restore balance without the use of any kind of thing other than being positive and thinking and sleeping. So I think that probably you were so driven to succeed in your endeavors, you probably neglected the physical restoration, right? And the sleep. Absolutely. And, and so that's going to catch up with you. You you can pretend that you're in charge, but your body's really in charge. You said it so, so correctly. In fact, that I think is the new challenge we as parents face when we look at our teens. Their schedules are chaotic. The stress they face in high school is incredibly high and college is incredibly high. And we're seeing the direct impact of, of course, the diet is completely messed up. It's like yeah. Cheetos and, <laughs> and sodas. And we're seeing that with respect to the increasing incidence of disease in teens. Um, so let's, let's talk, let's get back to aging and anti-aging. Yeah. So, uh, clearly, you've explained about the telomeres, and your book is amazing. You talk about the fact that we can be 100 and feel like 20. How? How does that happen? Well, I mean, I, do I say that? I think that's a bit hyperbolized. I mean, it's hard. I, mm-hmm. I just blogged about this, and I blogged two to three times a week. The last blog I did, um, and so my 78-year-old friend and patient, he actually was I was the 19th person to take T65. He was like the ninth. He said, I know exactly how you feel. You know, there's no word for feeling old and young at the same time. So I, it was a blog about how language is is too binary, right? Mm-hmm. So people think uh, that language informs consciousness, right? So how do you feel? I have lots of patients who are in their late 70s who are ultra marathon or, you know, weightlifters, powerlifters. They don't look and necessarily feel like they're 18, but they're performing at a, a level beyond what they could have done when they were that age. So I think that... And what's that, contributing um, to that? Well, I like to think that taking the adaptogens, you know, like okay. the TA or the recharge is helping because okay. the fact of the matter is if you're a septuagenarian and you're doing powerlifting, a lot of times you're getting injured. Very right? true. I mean, that's really the nature of exercise is a destructive process. You tear up muscle fibers and they regrow. So Mm -hmm. when you injure as an older person, you don't necessarily get the benefit. You just get more injured. So I like to think that what's happening is the sort of uh, the Vishnu, the maintenance and the the turnover is is, there's obviously a hormonal cell signaling component. When you exercise, you get boost in endorphins and testosterone and growth hormone. But... um, 
I think they're just playing with those three flavors, you know, of right. creation and maintenance and destruction. And that's but, your um, unified theory, right? That, I think, yeah. is how you describe that that's your unified theory of aging, that all aging has the same genesis. And so does that mean that even cancer or a disease like cancer, the origin is in the same exact theory? And if so... I, I think so. I think so. And I, the analogy so I like to make is, is why do people say, you know... Planets go around the sun differently. They don't. They say there's got to be this thing called gravity that we don't understand. But, you know, everyone is so busy looking at different conditions related to telomeres instead of saying, well, maybe there's one explanation that's at work in all cell types and giving us uh, many faces but only one disease. And right. there's nothing in this theory that's this grand unified theory that is is not consistent with, you know, current scientific understanding. I mean, our bodies are made up of organs, which are made up of tissues, which are made up of cells, and all cells have DNA, and all DNA shortens and mutates. Right. It's interesting because that is fundamentally the understanding of Ayurveda, as I am now to understand based on my several thousand hours of watching Ayurvedic expert talks and summits, they believe that the body just ages. And the point where you see the damage is just where you're weak. So if, if so in my case, I saw my damage always in my gut. Well, clearly I've got a weakness in my gut, but someone might see it in the heart or someone might see it in their, in their brain. And so, but it's aging. Like, so the body's aging. You're just seeing the results in some specific spots or in some different manifestations. What, what accelerates this in some people? So as I mentioned earlier, I'd go on cancer at 35 stage one, self-diagnosed, but yet my cells were not doing very well at the age of 35. What accelerates aging of telomeres in some people? And what can our listeners do to slow that process down? And that's really what I write about in the... um the new book coming up next year for Hay House, Telomere Miracle. It, it, there, I talk about six different areas, right? Uh, breathing, mm-hmm. sleeping, consciousness, eating, exercise, and supplements. So, you know, there's sort of the softer science. Some of it was done by a former uh, professor and uh, her colleague at UCSF. And they looked mm-hmm. at people who meditate and have, you know, different intentionalities, diet. And, and so all this kind of research is pointing to what we should know as people, that if you live in a state of imbalance and stress, that you're going to get sicker and it's going to be reflected in your telomeres. So uh, mm-hmm. at, at every level, um, you know, sort of like a fractal, you know, at a molecular or cellular or, bi- or organ or life level, we're always being challenged. We're trying to repair and then, you know, we either destroy or we, you know, persevere. But... Um, I think that if you don't breathe properly, if you sit at a desk hunched over, you know, if you ha- have sleep apnea, if you only sleep four and a half hours a night, uh, if you worry about things you can't change and things that w- may never happen, you're out of the present moment, and, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't ever exercise, uh, all these different areas are ways that we naturally remain in balance and slow down the process of aging. And when we mm-hmm. sit there and we obsess about, you know, a broken heart and we stay up all night eating Ben and Jerry's and getting drunk or whatever, obviously this is not how your body likes to maintain itself. So there's many ways to age faster 
And may, mm. may, much of it is just stress, right? The the world we live in is the yes. built up of the consciousness. So if you're, I, I hate to borrow, I'm not Indian, but you know the chakras are this theoretical energy system. If That's you're right. all a lot, in, you're all focused in one chakra. You're worried about safety. You know, then you're not going to be able to feel and express and you know tune into intuition. So in order to be fully integrated and healthy, you need to be functional on all those levels. So. so true, so true. What about, so that's on the side of what ages us, what ages our telomeres. What about growing more stem cells? And help our audience understand a little more about the role, the very important role that stem cells play well, in I mean, this keeping is the whole us young. Key. I mean, that's the great, that's the great thing because Right now, we have these telomerase actors, adaptogens that can help us flatten the curve of aging, right? Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't wear reading glasses anymore. Really? I don't have any gray hair on my head. I'm turning 50 next month. You know, these are, it's not a unidirectional process, right? So when you take something that's an adaptogen, just like people after chemo, sometimes they have the nicest skin or the finest hair, yeah. a low level of radiation or even chemo, which is essentially mutation and destruction of stem cells. That's why people lose their hair and they get, you know, diarrhea and and uh, what have you. It, it's actually good. If you turn up the Shiva, it's actually good. But you need to have some good replacement cells. So the real key and the, the thing that people, unfortunately, in Silicon Valley are very driven by virtue signaling and, you know, your previous uh, successes and failures. And it's very much of a incestuous uh, group thing culture in some ways. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you if you go back to the engineering roots and say what is the most efficacious way to cure aging and disease is focusing on Brahma. It's, it's, and they're doing this in Korea, you know, as as for the last 25, 30 years, people have been able to freeze their children's stem cells, yes? Yes. Now, do you want a newborn stem cell? I don't think so. Maybe wait till you're 21 to 25. So instead of the adipose ones that are already somewhat differentiated and potentially damaged, if we could do harvesting and storage of bone marrow, mesenchymal stem cells, and keep them in a bank somewhere, then the process of clonally expanding those from one to millions in a week or two is trivial. It, it, people know how to do this. So again, instead of swapping out your iPhone battery, you know, mm. every 82 years, you can just keep on recharging from your 21-year-old self. And that's when we're going to find people who are 100 who feel 20 and actually look 20. Because instead of swapping out old parts, you're swapping out 21-year-old you. And that's really exciting. And I think it's a, it's going to be a rather trivial bioengineering exercise. It's just a matter of whether people want to spend the money in doing what's logical or they just want to chase experts and throw money at them and feel like they're mm-hmm. doing something. So what they're doing these days, as I understand, is they are taking stem cells from the belly fat and they're injecting these cells into knees, for example, to regenerate knees or into scalp to regenerate hair for, for specifically for male yeah. patent, patent baldness. To what extent do you believe that A, these remedies actually work or these therapies actually work? 
It's a good question. I mean, the problem is that when you take an adipose stem cell, it's already somewhat differentiated. It has, which means it has epigenetic changes. It has different gene expression from a more aboriginal stem cell. So we have these things called bone marrow stem cells, mm-hmm. mesenchymal stem cells, that are, you know, these ultimate bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, 21-year-old management consultants. They can go to any part of the body and become and master anything depending on where they go. But if you take an adipose tissue, um, you know, it's, it's more different. Uh, it, it has a harder time learning how to do all the, the things it needs to do. So um, there are many, many unknowns about the ecology and signaling of stem cells between each mm-hmm. other and across distances. So instead of trying to figure out an ancient language or one that we don't really understand, the most uh, parsimonious and elegant thing is to just use what the body uses, which is mesenchymal stem cells. And it's undeniable that, you know, if you if you reach into the bone marrow of a 115-year-old woman, she only has, like, literally two stem cells left. And if mm. you look at the bone marrow of young children, it's very plentiful in stem cells. So this is something that is... Um, kind of an obvious one, you know, eventually through mutation, through overcopying, maybe through an inherent clock, we don't know, we deplete, and so we run out of battery charge. And so we're not completely convinced that harvesting stem cells of a 45-year-old and using them to regrow hair on the scalp will actually work. Uh, it, it would probably work if we could get the bone marrow ones and if we knew what exact triggers to flip in what order to make them into hair stem cells. But again, okay. the biggest problem with stem cell therapy, I feel, is not our lack of understanding of how the language and ecology works, is that we have no job vacancies, right? So if you go and flood an organ with replacement stem cells and the employees there are saying, no, no thanks, we got this, you know, you, you have to be able to fire, destroy, or kill off senescent, damaged, but still not um, dead stem cells, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like if you had the Greek Olympic team that's still in their 50s and they're still competing. Well, you want the 20-year-olds and the teenagers, right? But part of the problem is you don't have enough stem cell destruction. That's why recently... Interesting. The third, yeah, the third piece of the puzzle was discovered... They found out that if you could um, inhibit this, um, uh, inhibit an inhibitor and allow cell destruction to take place more efficiently. In other words, um, cells that are damaged, they are old, but they're hanging around like these 50-year-old javelin throwers, right? So Mm -hmm. one way to make mice younger is to inhibit the inhibitor, and all of a sudden these things clear out. Right, so that's in, they call, that's called senolytics or accelerating the death of damaged cells. But the question there is, is that really a net neutral solution, or are you burning through your reserve faster? It's probably right. not. A, it's probably not an either or. You know, probably we can restore the healthy bone marrows at a sustainable rate. You know, it's just a matter of a kind of like a, it's a stochastic question. Got it. Got it. You talk about bone marrow quite a bit. So here's another question for someone who's a little queasy to take a nutraceutical. And there's a bunch of people out there that are very concerned about putting anything um, foreign in their body unless it's been FDA cleared. Is there a way to 
increase the stem cells in our bone marrow. I mean, for example, uh, Ayurveda believes in the whole like helps like. So if your liver is weak, they say go eat some organic chicken liver. So would sucking bone marrow out of organic chicken bones help Uh my own bone marrow grow? Or what what are your thoughts on growing bone marrow? It's it's a very interesting question. You know, there's a thing in in comparative religion and... uh, anthropology called animism, right? This is what people mm-hmm. eat brains so they can get smarter and, uh, you know, capture the soul of their enemy or whatever. But I think in the case of, of bone marrow, I don't think that it's, it's at all reasonable. And the reason is because there are signals. A lot of the actual behavior of the stem cells is not due to engraftment. It's not because the stem cells are young and healthy and they go and they copy. It's actually... They send out signals. It's it's the language and the the paracrine signaling that does the job. That's why these people are, you know, getting blood transfusions from young people. It's very misguided and potentially dangerous, but uh, perhaps the lion's share of what young, healthy bone marrow stem cells do, or these mesenchymal stem cells, is actually in communication. That's why these chimeric experiments where you so an old animal onto a young animal, they both kind of average out. It's because the language, like the hipness, the freshness of the signaling is actually in in sort of the, the serum or the blood. So it is true that you don't necessarily need young cells. Sometimes you can just take these uh these these cell signaling things and, and get a sort of a revamp or rejuvenation. Interesting. Now, what about the human growth hormone? How does that play into helping us age slower? You know, in general, um, human growth hormone is good. It's an anabolic thing. The second word is growth. Uh, You know, it's pretty safe. It it only has about four dozen, you know, gene gene modulations that it it causes. There are a lot Mm -hmm. of people who find this to be, you know, great because they feel slim and strong, you know, I think that there are some downsides to that and, you know, potentially, you know, one could be uh, neoplasia or cancer, but, you know, a lot of people take it. It's a very off-label use, Um, but, you know, as Dr. Vige, and I sent you the link for his video that I did, all these things, they're very much, um, when you exogenously block or enhance certain pathways, Mm -hmm. it's not natural. It's like he said, well, you know, I could take a serotonin reuptake inhibitor and have more serotonin, or I could just smile and be grateful, and that's the natural, sustainable way, right? Mm-hmm. So, same with this growth hormone. If you go and work out, and your body makes the growth hormone, it's much better. You know, if you want to look ripped and really strong, you take testosterone injections and oil, yeah, you're going to look ripped, but it's going to affect your mood, and your testicles are going to shrivel up very small to walnut size because, again, you've blocked the pathways. You've you've sort of gotten rid of the nor- normal feedback in- inhibition and promotion. So anytime you play with things, there's always going to be uh, unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. Very true. I mean, if Let's... you can stay young by thinking young and doing good things, then better, I think. I, I agree. Natural is always better. What about menopause? So I know from firsthand experience that menopause accelerates aging. Sure. 
variety of changes in the body, I, I don't think we really have completely understood. At least that's what I've been told over and over and over again. Well, we don't really understand all that happens during menopause, and we know it has different effects on different people. And so I'm hoping someone puts some money into some serious research into menopause. But how would you say that something like a recharge can help with those of our listeners who are in menopause and facing all of those accelerated aging, whether it's skin, hair, brain? Yeah. Uh, good question. One of my podcasts was on female fertility and infertility, and in it, um, you know, we talked about this this gal who was infertile from being very thin, and then she ended up having two children in her early 40s. And I've had people in their late 50s, even early 60s, begin menstruating again. Um, not for a long time, but eventually it's kind of like finding a little extra gas, you know, going downhill or, or what have you. Um, but I think as an OBGYN, by training, mm-hmm. you know, it's... I was never on board with one-size-fits-all or simple dogma. And so there was a time maybe 15 years ago where people said, oh, my God, hormones give you cancer. And then they said, oh, no, they don't. And I think everything needs to be understood and individualized. And that's really why I'm writing this new book is so people can understand, make informed choices. So I think it's undeniable that the reason why people go through menopause is they're eggs die and it's probably related to telomere attrition and you know I think Mm -hmm. that um, replacement of hormones bioidentical better than equine or horse derived probably Mm -hmm. is highly logical and beneficial and you know I don't think that you can ever say well you know taking these things in the appropriate way is going to increase your cancer you know it's. I have a degree in public health, so I am familiar with epidemiology, and in a lot of ways, it's it's lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? So mm. you can make the data do and say whatever you want, but so true. I think the, the the point of it is that women who were uh, castrated in their 30s, and I, I used to notice this a lot. For some reason the doctor was. Uh, lazy or just felt it would prudent to take out the ovaries, women who are on 20, 30 years of hormone replacement always looked and felt amazing. Uh, people who continue taking birth control beyond uh, what's recommended, instead of going lower into the hormone replacement doses, they look amazing. So, you know, I'm not a big believer in evolution or, you know, divine plan, but certainly we can... Uh, see why nature would want to usher out non-reproductive women from right. the gene pool, right? Right. So if you're interested in going against that, I would strongly recommend taking physiologic replacement doses. Got it. So, so for those of our listeners and myself personally that are interested in doing a 90-day trial of recharge... I believe there's some tests that you do. So talk us through the protocol for testing so we know what is the size of our telomeres before we get started, what does our liver look like, what what does our different, you know, numbers look like on cholesterol, et cetera. And then talk a little bit about how can we go ahead and work with you in terms of ordering the product and how frequently do we take it, et cetera. You know, again, everything is very individualized. I used to be much mm-hmm. more dogmatic about taking it at night. Uh, some people just can't. And I think the reason, uh, if we get into the specifics of what people 
general experience is everything that you're doing deviates towards the norm and it accelerates, right? So if you eat too much, you'll eat less. If you are sleeping too much, you'll sleep less and vice versa. And then acceleration, if your um, thoughts are racing, they'll race faster, you know? So it doesn't have a psychotropic effect that's really appreciable. I mean, you don't hallucinate or have, you know, extreme euphoria. But in general, it's just going to make you more you. Mm. So people who are very anxious and have trouble sleeping and getting back to sleep, normally we wake up every 90 minutes in the middle of the night unless it's cold or we have to go to the bathroom or loud. We go back to sleep. Some people have disruptions there. So I like to um, explain to people in the videos and the, and the handouts, you know, in general, take it at night. But I don't require people to measure telomeres. If you come down to my office or we do a house call, we have very sophisticated machinery to measure your skin elasticity, your vision, your uh, arterial compliance, your lung capacity, uh, even your, your thought process, how fast, how flexible, how uh, good is your memory. But I, I generally don't recommend telomere testing for everyone. And mm -hmm. this subject is extremely controversial. Um, you know, I think the bottom line, you can watch a video I did called Biomarkers or uh, uh, Telomere is the Ultimate Biomarker. Nobody really understands it, but we do know certain <laughs> things that telomeres, yeah, they, they do lengthen if you're doing healthy things, but not excessively. So even if you take a bunch of telomerase activators, so-called, it's not like it's going to grow beyond a certain length. Um, there is there are pruning mechanisms to keep it trimmed. So the ideal telomere length is like saying, what's the ideal fill in your gas? Well, anything between a quarter full and you know all the way full is fine. You know, mm -hmm. if it's too full, then you know you got gas pouring all over the place, and if it's empty, then you can't go anywhere. So. Every, in every organ, especially the blood, which is what people measure, telomeres are a snapshot. They're getting longer, they're shorter. It depends on when they're being copied. Even if you, you test people's telomeres during a marathon race, there's a shift because of the shift of representation in the length. So for people to say very simplistically, well, I have this much telomere length in my white blood cells, that means I'm going to live this long and in this many years I'll get esophageal cancer, it's just totally a misconception. Interesting. It, they age differently all over the body, and it's constantly being remodeled. And so really the essence of what we're talking about is have good backup copies in your bone marrow. Because all your, pretty much all your cells come from those bone marrow cells. So if we can archive them and we can reproduce and replenish them and maintain their d integrity, you know, then we, we're doing much better. Got it. Okay, great. So in terms yeah. of how can someone listening to this podcast get started on the protocol, what would you sure. recommend? Yeah, okay. So I have two different separate websites. One's called rechargebiomedical.com, mm -hmm. and that I do blogging, usually not about telomeres. I'm kind of bored of the subject. I mean, I could literally write about 10 telomere articles a day and never get caught up. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of moving past that towards things that interest me more about futurism. Um, the other site is lokahi.guru, L-O-K-A-H-I dot G-U-R-U. And just as an aside, lokahi is a Hawaiian word. I looked for this word in many languages, and I found the best one was in Hawaiian. And it just means flow 
while maintaining balance or equilibrium, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people want to be blissed out all the time. You can't do that. That's not a life. There's challenges. You have to leave the house. And But um, some people can't take stress or challenges and keep their equilibrium. They start to freak out. So mm-hmm. the key of being healthy is not being able to avoid stress or never get viruses or, you know, damage. It's being able to propagate in a healthy, balanced fashion. So lokahi.guru is where I have this supplement recharge. And I would say my YouTube channel, DRPARK65, we've got so many videos and you can just skip around. And if you're interested, we talk about, you know, adaptogens and this theory of aging. And um, yeah, it's very... There's a lot of resources there. So bottom line is I have this really obvious theory that everyone else will think, well, that's not even that clever in, in 20 years from now. But right now, no one's willing to basically say the emperor has no new clothes or, you know, they're right. all saying, well, aging must be infinitely complex and there must be many different causes, right? And so right. if we invert that and we say, well, what's the most logical why are all these 22,000 studies relating back to telomeres? Instead of just saying it's an association, we could actually say it's a causation. Right, right. Yeah. Now, that's beautiful. I love the name. I love the essence of it. To finally wrap up, what would be your one or two words of wisdom for those listening who are committed to living a longer, happier, joyful life? <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say, um, well, two and a half things. You know, a lot of people have mm-hmm. trouble with laughing. I think the laughter is the most important thing because laughter, you know, is, uh, I hope it's not crass, but it's the orgasm of the soul, right? So yes. when you laugh, your body says, oh, I don't care. Or, you know, it doesn't matter. I see the absurdity. So people do these laughter therapies, which is hilarious. You know, sometimes you feel really sad or unhappy. You turn on something that makes you laugh. It has a way of resetting the sort of spiritual etch-a-sketch, right? So that's really important, especially for some people who just take everything so seriously. But then um, I guess a sort of related concept is gratitude, which, you know, new age people like to talk about. But in every situation, no matter how horrendously painful it is, you can always flip it in a judo trick and say, well, I'm grateful. This taught me never to trust this person again or whatever. So when people resist, it persists and it grows and it causes festering problems. So in our, instead of always trying to resist, just you know, be grateful for what the journey is showing you because without any kind of challenges and suffering, we wouldn't grow as people. It would be pointless to even be here. And I think the most other thing is, as the Dalai Lama said, sleep is the best meditation. People really um, cheat themselves out of good efficient and copious sleep and and that doesn't just have to be monophasic they can take naps and and what have you because there are so many unknown programs of rebalancing or lokahi or whatever that take place while we sleep i think that's a real uh shortcut to getting sick when you chip cheat when you cheat yourself out of that beautifully said thank Thank you you so much dr park we are gonna share all your links and in our show notes. We're going to put in links to both the Lokahi site as well as to your Recharge Biomedical. I really want to take take a moment and thank you so much for all that you're doing in helping us all live a, a longer, healthier, happier life. 
Thank you, Rena, and thank you for also being called to uh, share the message. I, I think we're all um, kind of listening to the same channel, and uh, it's nothing that really is that difficult to believe, understand, or decode. You know, we know what makes us healthy. We know what makes us sick. And so certainly until we get this uh, disruptive stem cell hack, we can mitigate um, and enjoy our lives better just by understanding how we function. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for the rest of you, keep listening, keep smiling, keep laughing, (laughs) as Dr. Park said. That's the secret, and I will see you on our next podcast. Until then, take care, much love, much health. That's a wrap. Share your love with a five-star review and get show notes at healthbootcamps.com. Connect with us on Health Bootcamps Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out other great interviews and subscribe to the Get Healthier podcast today.